welcome to Life and Business in Flow. I'm your host and the mentor to creatives, Kate Adamo. I created this podcast to share about the challenges in my life that led me to running a proactive and sustainable business on my terms. I've always been guided by my intuition and what feels right, and I've never done what they say you should do. I've always done it my way and with authenticity. We'll talk life, health, boundaries, business, brand, finances, worth, and everything in between. Because when we get clear on the foundations and value ourselves, we create not only a sustainable business, but a life that flows. And I want that for you. Thank you for being here. It means the world to me. In today's episode, I wanted to do something a little different. I've only done one guest interview to date with the lovely Samantha Wills, and all of my episodes have been solo. I've been thinking for a while, I'd love to speak with one of my clients and have you hear what's been going on in their business and the changes that mentoring has made to her business and life. In my almost four years of mentoring, I continue to see creatives struggling and not reaching out for support or waiting too long because they think they must be missing something. Why is this so hard for me and how can anyone help me with this? In today's episode, I want to show you that you are not alone. Support is always out there. You just need to be willing to invest in yourself and do the work. One lady that has done just that this year is Paula Tahan from Paula Tahan Interiors, and she is here with me today to share a little of her journey. Paula has been working as an interior designer for almost 20 years. In that time, her career portfolio spans it across an array of industries from corporate, residential, retail, and exhibition interior design. It wasn't until she started a family that she knew it was time to go it alone, specializing in residential interior design as it brings her so much joy seeing how design improves her clients' daily lives. Over the last five years, her business has grown considerably. And at the end of last year, she knew it was time to invest in a business mentor to really help elevate her business. I'm very fortunate to say that Paula chose me and it's been such an incredible experience working together this year. Welcome to the podcast, Paula. It's so lovely to have you here. Thank you, Kate. Absolute pleasure to be here. Quite an honour, actually. So thank you. No, you're so welcome. Now, so I've mentioned a little about your business just briefly, but I'd Mm -hmm. love to hear from you before we get into some more juicy questions, if you could share with me where your business is located, just how long you've been doing it and what you specialise in. Yep, sure. So I'm located in Sydney and I've been running my own business probably technically seven years, but the first couple of years, it was really um, sort of sporadic and just an odd job here and there, not really being intentional about it. And then probably five years ago, I actually kicked off my business uh, name, uh, The Detailed Nest, always specializing in residential interior design, because that's where the love for me um, design really sort of resides. And yeah, so then it just sort of kicked off. And again, it became a bit of word of mouth. And um, things started to snowball year after year. So there was always a little bit of growth each year. I um, yeah, sort of got to a point where I felt like, yes, things were going in the right direction, but it was really time to start elevating things. And the name, The Detailed Nest, wasn't, It's I guess things had evolved and changed and wasn't really gelling uh, with me anymore. And um, I knew a shift had to happen. Yeah. And then it wasn't until um, last year, and of course, I came to stum- well, stumbled across you on Instagram, and I thought, Kate is it, um, and I reached out to you, and then it was the beginning of this year that we first kicked off, 
um, with the uh, program, I think it was the Revive and... Define no. and Refine, which is the, now it. Flourish. It's changed flourish. a little bit and a bit longer, but exactly. that's the one. Yes, yes. absolutely. And um, it was from then that, um, honestly, my business has been transformed. And I guess it's now heading in the direction where I want things to be. Awesome. And before you give too much away, we'll go into some yes. other questions first and then we'll yes. come back to your business. But that's sure. awesome to know. Thank you. And um, so just I want to ask you a couple of questions a little bit more, I guess, around interiors and the design industry. But I'd love to know a little bit about your design aesthetic. Like what do you truly love? Yes, I'm very much the, uh, the timeless contemporary um, style. So I'm very much about investing in pieces that are going to see you through the years. Um, I like things that are quite streamlined, sophisticated and elegant, and, of course, natural materials all the way. So, you know, things like your timbers and your stones and the marble and the linens and cottons, that's where my um, where my heart lies. And definitely colour palette-wise, it is more of a neutral uh, palette. Colour's not a huge thing for me. I mean, I do love colour, but I find in interiors to create a real serene interior, which is what I gravitate to, um, I like things to be more on the neutral palette. Mm. Absolutely. It seems to feel a lot more calming and, um, and as you said, more timeless, which I absolutely love and bringing those beautiful textures in, bring the warmth, doesn't it? And the, I think the other thing with that is things don't tend to date as quickly. Would that be right? Absolutely. And um, I'm not big on trends at all. So I, when guiding my clients or even, you know, my own home, it definitely pieces that I know are going to still look good in 15 years time. Um, even though I change my mind all, all the time, but the the premise is that things do last you um, and it's not about, you know, quick trends and things like that. So I much prefer to buy once, buy well, and um, invest in those sort of quality pieces. So yeah. um, I think it pays off in the long run. Absolutely. And I imagine that's why your business has been so popular as well and that you are, you know, getting attracting so many wonderful clients that that's I think that that's starting to matter more and more to people. It's less about trends. It's more about creating something that's really intentional and it's you and it's and it's more timeless. So I love that. Um, Without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and it's a little bit random, but um, yeah. your dream home, what does it look like and where is it located, Paula? All the money in the world, what, what could you and would you create and where would it be? Oh, gee, that, that's a huge question, Kate, a huge question. Um, well, I don't know if I would uh, necessarily then define myself to Australia as much as I love Australia. Yeah. I, um, I am a big fan of, you know, the Mediterranean and, and yeah. Europe and things like that. So, um, yeah, if you can put me on the Amalfi Coast or something like that, definitely. But, um, you know, my family's in Sydney, so if we really had to, you know, the family was a big, a big focus, it would be in Sydney. Not necessarily water views, but I do, it could be that as well. I don't know, it's a big question, but um, I definitely like things a little bit more classic. So even if it was, I guess, not strictly a, a Georgian-style home, but it could be a bit of that with, a, um, I guess, a blend of, yeah, I guess a, a contemporary modern home. So sometimes thing could be like an inner city terrace and then it's got a contemporary extension on the back of it. Yeah, so it's kind of a blend of the, yeah, the old and the new. So, yeah, that's a big question, to, I think, to ask an interior yes, designer yes. because there is so many thoughts and if I had to say who my worst client would be, it would be myself. Oh, it's so much <laughs> so design for ourselves, isn't it? But I think this is why designers are so needed because it is so hard and there's so many things out there. So like the yeah. job of a designer is far harder than people realise for what you actually need to 
define and get into people's minds and and break that down and and you know simplify it so yeah absolutely people think it's an easy job and it's fun and you get to pick colors and play with cushions oh my god no it goes far beyond yeah far (laughs) beyond that absolutely so absolutely so So we've mentioned dream home now and the other side of things, um, I guess, any designers that you really aspire to or admire, whether they be in Australia or internationally? Yeah, um, I guess a huge, I guess a couple of um, of female designers for me, um, they're actually American and um, I'm sure everyone has heard of them. It's the Kelly Bursler and Mm -hmm. uh, Leanne Ford. I mean, their styles, again, I find, you know, Kelly, she's a little bit more avant-garde and a little bit more out there as Leanne, a little bit more refined and minimal and um, a little bit more timeless as well. So um, I do, I do love their work, but honestly, I'm inspired by so many people, and it could be the, from the smallest detail to their overall portfolio. So, yeah, as I guess any interior designer, you are consumed with so many visuals um, and so many designers. It's probably hard to really narrow it down to um, anyone specific because um, everyone brings something to the table. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. Okay. So for new designers or men or women wanting to start out a business, what Mm -hmm. advice would you have for them in the early stages of starting out a business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Look, for me, I guess, and again, just basing it on my experience, it's all well and good if you know your craft, which obviously I did and I can put a home together. I can design your home and all the rest of it, but it truly is running a business is a whole different ball game. So yes, it really is going to be the answer is to invest in a mentor without a doubt, um, because it truly has been a game changer. So um, I know we get a bad rap being creatives that, yeah, we can be off with the fairies and things like that. And I wouldn't necessarily classify myself as that. I guess I'm very practical and, and sort of very down to earth, but running a business, there is a whole nother side of it um, mm. that's not necessarily taught Um, particularly when you've come from the design industry. So there is actually a lot to learn and you do need to be guided. And if that all can be set up from the get-go, you are more likely to be successful quicker and and really flourish, as your course is called, um, a lot earlier than I guess from my experience because having these um, support and knowing where to head and what move to make next uh, within your business Having someone support you and guide you in that direction, yeah, is a big deal. So definitely having support in business is paramount. Yeah, I, I agree. It's huge. And, and I did that for myself, I think, in the first year or 18 months of business invested in support. And I know there's a lot of people do and um, and some wait a few years and that's fine or they're trying to find the right person. But from, from what I've seen, those that invest sooner get get further along quicker if that makes sense because yes. it's, you know they under having someone to support them with the numbers or getting really clear on their brand or the process so they're actually um working smarter not harder making more money sooner and um not struggling with the process so yeah that's um Correct. that's really really good point but it's yeah. also one of those things that um it's never too late to start as well. Even if you're five or 10, 15, 20 years in, there's still things that we don't know and um, there's still things that we can be taught. That, that is absolutely correct. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, the sooner the better. I say from learning from my experience, I wish I had done it sooner. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so what do you think are the biggest challenges in the design industry or being an interior designer? It's, um, it's a great industry. It really is. However, I find, again, you know, whether you've 
gone to uni, TAFE, whatever, to, to learn interior design, or definitely when I was studying it, you weren't taught how to actually run a business within mm. interior design. So everyone learns the craft, definitely learn your skills, you hone into your skills, but there is no guidance or courses as such within your course to teach you how to run a business. So, and with interior design, yes, it's easy to set up, you know, from home and start running the business, particularly if you start um, receiving word of mouth with referrals and things like that. But yeah, the biggest challenge is not knowing how to run the business in accordance to the interior design industry. It's yeah. not straightforward. And it, everything that comes with it, because not only it's your service, but it's the project management, it's the delivery it's the legals, it's all of that. So you're not taught any of that. So from, from my perspective, I was able to draw on a lot of my experience from my previous roles, which definitely helped, but I knew there were still a lot of blanks that I didn't have the answers for and was trying to make it up as I went along, but didn't necessarily make the, the right decisions. So I guess within the industry, to answer the question, yeah. it's the, um, I guess, the lack of support for interior designers in running an actual business, yeah, specifically to the interior design industry, because there is so much we have to juggle. Yeah, I totally so, yeah. agree. And and the really front lacks. end, yeah, the front end of the business is huge, isn't it, Paula? It's the, you know, the the client work and the you know working with all the tradespeople and then knowing all the suppliers and setting up all the accounts and knowing all the requirements and sizing of things. It's huge the knowledge that the designers need to hold. It's huge, and so there's so much time spent in the learnings there. That right. from what I found this last four years of mentoring is that there isn't the time to actually take to spend on well, my process or any of those things and then well how do I even do that because no one's really shown me no one's there to support me how do I work out what my expense forecast is how do I work out you know how much it is you know how much we're going to earn per job or how many jobs or how many billable hours I have a year or any of those things it's like not even really okay. thought of it's like as long as people are booking in and money's going you know coming in and going out the door and I'm keeping my head above you know line and I'm making a little bit of money well, we're all good here but that's, that's not right. the case, is it? Like that just no, seems to lead not. to total burnout, sometimes resentment of the job or clients or the, you know, just running a business in, in general because of the lack of process. And, and that's been the biggest things I've found is the lack of process and not charging enough, which means you've got to take on too many clients and you burn mm. out. It starts to build a resentment and, and this is where people's businesses don't work or, or their health suffers. So yeah, you are absolutely spot on. And also, I think another point to add to that is that when it's not intentional and you do not have these forecasts or strategies put in place, your business almost remains at hobby level, if that makes any sense. And I think for a lot of interior designers, uh, they fall into that rut. Like you said, you're making business, yet I've got the next job booked, um, so I'm all okay. But it's not really up-leveling your business to make it a little legitimate business yeah. by not having these strategies in place. So, yes, it does remain at that hobby level. Um, and there's a big stigma, I guess, attached to interior designers and it's considered just a hobby, but it actually yeah. can be more than that. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And it breaks my heart to hear that. A lot of women saying, oh, I don't need to make a lot of money or my partner does. I'm just, you know, doing this because yeah. I love it. And, you know, as long yeah. as the clients are happy and, and just hearing all those things kills me because that's the yeah. opposite to what this should feel like. You should be incredibly proud. You should be running something really proactive, not reactive. You should be making the money that you deserve, being really proud of your brand. Like there is so much Absolutely. goodness that awaits, but sometimes yeah. there's almost a fear in investing because what if I invest in myself and it doesn't work or I don't do the work? 
I don't really know that I've ever seen that happen. So, you know, it's, but there is a real fear. There is. Oh, you spot on it. No, I'm guilty of it. I was exactly there. Yeah. I was running, you know, the business almost felt, yeah, a bit sort of hobby-like and each year sort of grow a little bit more. I'm like, oh, I'm doing okay. But I just knew there was something inside me and more so last year it was sort of just quite, you know, sort of loud in terms of this inner voice that I had to up-level things yeah. and take it to where it needed to be. And, yeah, and we have. <laughs> well done for listening to yeah. that inner voice because it's something that, you know, I think a lot of people squash down because sometimes it's easier to do that. It's easier to stay in your safe space and to stay small and just to, you know, not upset Probably the apple yeah. cart and just keep doing what you're doing and not have to spend money. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so glad that you've done that. So so let's talk about our, our time together, um, Paula. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you came to me um, early in the year and we started working together uh, on one of my packages and you were sort mm-hmm. of, I think from memory, you said to me, you were a little stuck in the next steps, not feeling as connected to your brand and business name. And maybe the business is a little bit more, I guess, reactive than you would like it to be. And the process wasn't quite where you wanted it to be. And I guess you sort of mentioned this before, but, you know, did you have any real hesitation or resistance to reaching out? And was it sort of what you expected working with a mentor? I actually didn't know what to expect working with a mentor. Um, I knew, of course, you were, whether it was you or someone else, it was going to bring value. Uh, without a doubt, because there was lots of questions I did have. But it, well, the reason why I reached out to you, Kate, was because, you know, seeing you on Instagram and your stories, just your vibe and your uh, down-to-earth nature is what sort of drew me in. I said, not only do you know what you're talking about, she's uh, talking the talk, but it's just the way you you do speak to people and that you are approachable is sort of uh, was, was a definite yes for me. So, um Sorry, now I forgot what the question was. <laughs> no, that's okay. Was, did you have any resistance or hesitation? No, absolutely no resistance at all. And like yeah. I say, it was your nature and um, yeah, the way you came across that definitely was like, no, Kate, is it? I just had to wait until <laughs> you were available. Yes, that's right. But we started this year, which was awesome. And um, so this has been a big year for you. You've you've invested quite heavily in the business. And, and since working together, we sort of, you know, we started out looking at where the business was, made a lot of you know, changes throughout a different, the different areas in the business and a lot of the different foundations. Mm-hmm. And then we decided that it was time, wasn't it? You weren't connected to the business name anymore. You'd had a rebrand done the year or so before. It, okay. it was good. It was okay, okay. But it wasn't, you know, you knew it wasn't amazing and you knew that it wasn't connecting. You weren't connected to it. It potentially wasn't connecting to your ideal client. So obviously invested in, in, in working with myself as a mentor, uh, mm-hmm. photo shoots, branding, website, mm-hmm copywriting yeah. support with your newsletters socials yeah. what else was there anything else we can think of i think you've pretty much covered it all yeah it. yeah absolutely That's most of it so it's been a considerable investment and how did you feel about doing that at the time and how do you feel about it now was it worth it definitely was worth it i guess the first when i had invested um with your services i guess you also make things clear as to what comes from everything else? Because the business is not just one aspect. There is multiple aspects uh, to any business. So, yeah, after speaking with you, I could see how it all makes sense that if I was to change the name, what needed to be done in terms of investing in a design agency and a copywriter and, and all of this. And I had been down that road before, so I sort of had an idea of what could be involved, but this was taking it to to the next level. And I knew it was if I was going to do it, I was going to do it properly. And of course, you know, there's always that little voice in your head that, you know, things may not work. But for some reason, I was just prepared to take that plunge. Yeah. 
and to see what happened. I'm so glad I did. Me too, Paul. So yeah, so um, yeah, no, it's definitely um, moving things in the right direction. Yeah, and how do you feel about your rebrand now? Once you've done the branding, website, copy, all the things, do you feel connected? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. It's not only more reflective of me, but it's also reflective of the the style, the interior design style that I like to pursue and all the clients that I have had the opportunity to work with, um, I guess, resonate more so with that sort of branding and that's what right. their homes are also the style that we follow on from as well. So it's all kind of just gone hand in hand beautifully and actually exceeded my expectations. So yeah. um, it's been amazing. That's mm. awesome. And it's just, it looks beautiful. Like, and it's really consistent from your social media to your website, to your newsletters, to some of the gifting you're doing for clients. And we've sort of really looked at that, haven't we? Like the client journey, and there's always more work that we can do on that, but it, that it feels um, really streamlined and um, and all very sort of similar and speaking the same language, which is great. Yes. yes. Um, okay. So that was the branding side that we touched on. We've also done a fair bit of work on the um, the client process as well. Now, how is that mm-hmm. serving you, the work that we've done there? What changes has that made for you? Client process has been great. Look, I've always had sort of some sort of system in yeah. place, but yeah. we have really managed to, yeah, refine it and made things a whole lot more logical. And almost now as I take on uh, projects, it becomes a little bit more clockwork in terms of what's the next step. So it allows for me to ensure that everything gets covered, Mm -hmm. every project becomes then consistent, and then the client knows exactly what's happening every step of the way. So, and then in saying that, it's I think I had mentioned this to you in our last session, I feel like projects now are working faster, Mm -hmm. I guess, um, yeah, by having this system and the process, yeah, the, the the project itself, not faster in terms of lead times, but just the way we move through each step. So, yeah. uh, again, it's been a game changer. I agree. That's awesome to hear. And I feel like that's one of the biggest challenges when people come to me, especially, you know, whether it's interior stylists or designers and then there is early stages where they're starting to work with clients and they don't really have a process because they like to be creative and for things to flow and maybe sometimes resist process when it's actually the thing that gives them more space to create and sets boundaries with the clients. Because like even I know when I was styling and so many clients come to me, they say they'll get a client texting them. It can be all hours of the day and night. What about this rug? And what about that? So what are we putting it with in relation to what? You know what I mean? So help me help you. Let's go back to basics and I'm going to teach you how to get the outcome that you want. And it's not going to be by you texting me random pieces of furniture at all hours of the day and night. So um, I think that's, that's a big thing that I love to teach is the boundaries and how to how to, to teach your clients how to treat you from the early days and, and build that respect and this is what I'm going to do, this is what I expect from you and this is some timelines and then it's not messy because it's not like, oh, what do I charge for that and how many hours and do I invoice here and do they know when I'm going to invoice? Like I hear all these things. It just gets yes. messy and awkward for the client and the designer. So Definitely. that's why I'm such a big believer on having just a, a process that's the same for everyone. And it just mm-hmm. makes sense. And you're not recreating the wheel every time you go to take on a new client. Absolutely. And I think also another point to add to that is because, and specifically when it comes to residential interior design, because you are in someone's home, it is personal and it can be intimate. So sometimes the line can get blurred as to, oh, Paul, she's my friend, we'll have a coffee kind of thing. You have to almost establish with you and the client that, yes, I am here as a professional service and I'm not your friend in the sense that you can text me at 11 o'clock at night and expect a response and and things like that. So you are completely right in the sense that 
you are teaching your client the boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course, we're going to go above and beyond and give you amazing service without a doubt. Yeah. Um, but but at the end of the day, it is a business and it is yeah. a professional um, relationship. So, um, yes, very much teaching your client that. So all of those systems that you put in place, without words being said, your client clearly receives that message. Yeah, which is great. And it makes yeah. it so much easier on you and it just it makes it easier for everyone involved, to be honest. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm so, so happy to hear that that's great. just been tweaked and yes. uh, and it's flowing really well. Now, with the other side, obviously, go into is the financials, but we're not going to go into any of your numbers or anything like that because that's all private. But I guess having things like expense forecasts and understanding what you need to do to cover expenses, taxes, what wage or income that you need to make to make this work, was that something that you would doing before I know a lot of creatives they sort of go oh I, I want to do this but I don't know how to do this and I think for me that was probably one of the big factors why I wanted to call on a mentor because um yeah the financials was definitely a, a downfall for me I guess I always managed to cover my costs and things like that but it was knowing that forecast and knowing the big picture and being on top of that on a daily basis mm -hmm. is where I definitely sort of was my downfall. Yeah. So, um, but I'm happy to say that is all different now. Um, I was scared of the spreadsheets and knowing, you know, <laughs> the numbers. Of the, now I actually love it. So, which is even, I surprised myself saying that, but I realise how important it is uh, mm -hmm. to a business. It essentially is the backbone um, and you need to know it. And yes, creatives, we just like it all to happen. And for the house all to come together and all the rest of it, but um, without knowing your financials, it is impossible. Yeah, it is. It is. And the business can cruise along for a few years, and then it gets to a point where it doesn't make sense anymore because you keep investing, you keep growing, but the income isn't there to support that. And That's I know right. when I share this spreadsheet and the way that I, you know, like to do things, and the way that I like to teach with a lot of my clients, they look at me mm -hmm. like. Dear God, what has she got yes. doing? And then once yes. I get the hang of it, it's like this spreadsheet's the most important part of my business. And I often yes. find that women who are the most resistant to working on their numbers are the ones that end up loving it the most because of the clarity that it gives them. And they feel really empowered to like, right, I want to hire a VA or I want to set up a CRM or I want to rebrand. This is when I can do this because I know I'll have made this and I know that it makes sense. So it's a really cool to see that transformation because none of this is being taught. It's just not being taught. Correct. So. Yeah, nowhere. You can't get that anywhere. Um, so it just, it really is paramount. Yeah. And the fact that we have, you know, people like yourself, you know, offering this service, it really um, is amazing because like I say, it, it's a game changer. It is. It is. Yes. Thank you. And just briefly touching on, I guess, hourly rates without sort of going into the numbers and things, but I know we've changed your price this year, potentially to a price that you didn't think that you would ever be charging, more so because I think a lot of women are fearful of, will people say, no, if I increase my price, I won't get any bookings. And from what I often see, people get a lot more bookings when their price reflects what they're doing and the value of their work. And you are such a talented designer, Paula, and you've been doing this for, for some time. Do you, how do you now feel about your rate as compared to where you were when we started working together? You know, if you took me back to the beginning of the year and told me, you know, I'd be sitting, you know, in the position I am now that I, what I do charge, I would have just laughed at you, you said you're dreaming. But you nailed it, Kate. It's very much a confidence thing. And like I said, I have been in the industry nearly, you know, coming close to 20 years now. But it is a lack of confidence within yourself, not in terms of your skill, I guess, but almost like feeling that, yes, you can justify your fee 
for what you're producing. And it's just, it's, it's an internal voice that you need to um, shut down. And it wasn't, you know, until I came, you know, working with you, Kate, that you really taught me that. It is a big deal and I can completely understand. Um, I know it's a female-dominated industry and a lot of females are raw heart, you know, and we want to do the best for our clients and give and give and give, but we neglect ourselves. Yeah. And in that way, the other ones obviously suffer. So if anyone's listening to this, definitely own your skill and build that confidence in yourself and know that you're actually worth it. You truly are. And um, it is a game changer. But sometimes in life, we need a mentor or someone who can draw that out of us and for us to make that realisation that we are, you know, charging whatever the rate is that you, you feel is um, appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, Paula. Yeah. And it's it's one of the biggest challenges in the industry I see is the undervaluing and undercharging because of confidence and seeing what other people charge and basing your pricing on their pricing when their pricing could be based from their own insecurities and lack of confidence, which Correct. is not relevant to you and your skill level. So I see a lot of the right. challenges there. So I'm trying to one creative and designer at a time. We're trying to just yes change this and and bring about the confidence and an understanding and it's not just about charging more to make more it's charging more to to look at okay the longer you're in business the more your expenses are the more that your tax is going to be because the more you bring it's all of those things we've got to take all of that into account because there's no point running a non-for-profit or or taking home 40 a year and thinking that this is worth it like as i've said too many before you go and get a job in retail three days a week and not have the stress So if Correct. you do this, it's got to be yeah. worth it, you know. That's exactly right. Because it's a sacrifice. Like you, that's right. And like you say, when you're uh, working uh, for yourself and running your own business, as the years go on, there are more and more overheads. Not only are you trying to uh, make a living from this, there are the overheads and the, and the running of the business that need to be accounted for as well and, and covered. So, yeah, the confidence has a lot to answer for. It really does. It really does. Okay. And so... And we've sort of touched on a little bit through all of these different areas, but what have you gained, I think, from our time together, Paula? What's been some of the, some of the biggest changes for you this year? Oh, so many, Kate, so many. Um, I guess it all, it was essentially, it was almost like a, a layering process. I guess with each thing changing in terms of the branding and copywriting, photography, the whole, the whole thing, each bit sort of built my confidence. Then obviously having an understanding with my numbers and my process, it all then amounts to where I'm sitting now. And a lot of hard work has gone into that as well. But honestly, the confidence is a big deal. It is a big deal. And I think by doing all the work that I have done throughout the year has put me into the position that I am now that has given me the confidence that not only do, do I feel proud about my branding and the work that I'm producing, but just how the business is operating now and definitely have shifted away from that whole mentality of this being a hobby. It is a legitimate business, without a doubt, and I'm loving it. It, it really is, yeah. Paula. Like when we did yeah. your expense and goals and targets forecast for this financial year, yeah. it, there is no hobby anywhere near this business. It is yeah. incredible what you are looking to um, to turn over and to do this year. So I'm so proud of the work that you're putting in. And, you know, this was something that you wanted to do early on. You wanted to draw in some really, you know, amazing homes and higher level and bigger projects. And this is what we talked about earlier in the year and all the work that you've done now has seen mm-hmm. these clients come to you. And this is what we want to do. Less little bits and pieces of projects, 
um, you know, more of the, the bigger, more substantial homes, but almost sort of less mm-hmm. of them in a year as well, to be able to spend the time with these clients to give them an incredible experience and go to the level of detail that you want and have the space to create. And mm-hmm. part of that comes from having your ideal week mapped out and having your boundaries and things like that. Now, I know that this last few months that has been so much harder with lockdown <laughs> and homeschooling the girls and mm juggling it all but as things start to return to some sort of normality over the next few weeks you're actually going to be able to start really living out this ideal week and when you're working when you're not working you know how many billable hours a week all of these things like I can't wait to see you get to this point it's almost there me too yes absolutely and um like I say you know the lockdown definitely threw a spanner in the works but um yeah I can definitely see in the next you know definitely for the rest of the year is that the ideal week will actually map out because of everything that has been, well, I guess all the foundation that has been laid to this point. And I know that was also a, a big deal for me when I approached you was that I was working crazy hours. Um, everything was sort of blending into one another. My girls were always asking, why are you always working, mum? And, you know, it just wasn't fair on them, wasn't fair on me or my husband. And now there is um, a light at the end of the tunnel. And, yeah, I'm so grateful for it. There, there really is and it's yourself and like so many of the women who come to me say that they've started a business to have more flexibility and spend more time with their kids and what actually right. happens is completely the opposite yes. they're more burnt out they're more tired and they're spending less time with their children and that's yeah. part of what I'm here to do is to I guess teach you to get those foundations right to be able and, and be charging correctly to be able to hire the support take on the mm-hmm. right clients all of these things all flow in together to then be able to step back just a little bit and be able to spend a bit more time with your family so yep. we're pretty much at that point now Paula aren't we like it's yeah absolutely you know, because I was yeah exactly that I was um, burnt out um, the business had taken over and like I said the initial reason for starting the business was to have that flexibility for my girls but the business was taking over and the girls were then sort of missing out. So um, that was another reason. There was lots of reasons for routine, but that was another reason. So the fact that now the tables are, are turning, I'm thrilled. Yeah, that's yeah, so awesome yeah. to hear. Yeah, yeah. And so where do you think your business would be right now in October 2021 had you have kept going and hadn't had any mentoring or rebrands or anything this year? Where do you think you'd be at? Well, definitely not the position that I'm sitting in now, but almost up to the point where questioning when is the next job coming in, what's going to happen next year. I mean, I already have jobs booked in for next year. It's just um, I don't think I would have had that clarity in terms of knowing how to keep driving the business forward um, if all of this work hadn't been done prior. So, yeah, I guess it will be a state of a bit of stress, really, not knowing uh, where the business was going. Thank God we're not there. No, um, like I say, I'm thrilled. <laughs> yeah, because you were brave. You've invested a considerable amount of money this year, as we said, in all of the things, but it's yeah. been it's been really worth it. And your business is just looks beautiful. Um, the you know, the back end of it is working really well. Of course, there's always little yeah. tweaks and refinements to do oh, there as it grows, but yeah. it's a different business from February this year already in eight months, which is so incredible. And yeah. so I guess what what would you say to anyone who is hesitant to reaching out to mentoring and support? What would you say to them? There is absolutely no reason to be hesitant at all. Only good will come from having a mentor. I say within business, there are so many aspects that need to be um, addressed and treated that even if you just gained one thing, but trust me, you will gain multiple things. If you just gain one thing from um, having a mentor, it will just turn things around. So I say just bite the bullet 
and just do it. It's um, it is an absolute game changer. And I wish I had done it sooner. So <laughs> right, you're here now, Paula. That's all that yes. matters. And no, that's I'm right. So glad you are. Thank you. Yeah. And so, what's next for Paula Tahan Interiors? Um, I guess um, well, definitely we'll be well, we'll be working on taking on at this stage a, a virtual assistant or so VA. Um, and then we'll see whether I take on some staff to allow Paula Tahan Interiors to grow that much more. So that's where we're kind of moving that goalpost now. But still, there's still a few things to happen in, in terms of the, the back end. We're not 100% perfect yet. And like I said, it always keeps, it's, it's a work in progress. But yeah, definitely like to um, see things get a little bit um, a little bit bigger in terms of the helping with the, the operating and the functioning of the business. So yes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely it is. And that's why we've spent a lot of time on the brand and the client process and the numbers. And now we're spending a little bit more time on the internal process and back end and support and potentially getting that virtual assistant because next year I want to be working on the growth of the business with you and what other opportunities are out there for this business and who else could we bring on to support you and, and what does this grow to be? But I find that it's it's something that's you know sometimes missed as people try and scale the business too quickly. But this is why I've wanted to really slow things down with you this year and just really work on those foundations and get them really solid so that next year it's easier. Because imagine if you went to grow really quickly and bought staff on mm-hmm. and a VA without these things being done. Not that's right. Yet. And I think that's where I was at the beginning of the year thinking that I had to do it in reverse. But you are completely right in terms of laying those foundations um, so that when someone does come on board, it all kind of makes sense and is a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And I think it's unfortunately something that's thrown around in, you know, the industry or in coaching and mentoring circles too much. It's like we've always got to be growing and scaling. And yeah. I'm, I don't agree with that. I think that mm-hmm. it works for some people. It doesn't work for others. And you've got to be really smart and intentional with growth and you've got to have the foundations right. Or you might have a little bit of success for a while when you scale, but it's not going to stay that way. So I'm really glad yeah. that you've reached out and we've done it in the way and the order that we're doing it, Paula. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. So is there anything else that you would like to add today? Anything else that you'd like to share about your journey or business or anything for the listeners? Anything comes to mind? No, I think pretty uh, thorough, but I like I say, one thing I do harp on about, and I guess it's because I'm speaking from personal experience, is uh, the confidence. Just park your fears and anything that's sort of holding you back and just just go for it just go for it and you will be you'll not only be a different person in the sense of you know the confidence where your business is growing and the um the joy in seeing your business grow um is is the best and uh, and then that in itself will boost your confidence so just don't hold back don't hold back don't hold back so true so basically saying is the benefit of where you're at now far outweighs what that fear was on the other side prior to yep without a doubt without a doubt that's so so awesome yeah so that's been incredible well thank you so much for agreeing to be here today paula and for showing up so openly and honestly and i'm sure so many creatives and designers uh would have taken a lot away from today I'm really grateful for you and your support and I truly love watching you flourish, Paula, and I know it's, it's just been such a great working relationship. Like I just I love how we've connected from the beginning and I knew when I first spoke to you it would just be such a great fit and I truly just want the best for you and I'm so proud of what you've done this year and, and where we're going to take this next year. So 
it's just been such an honour watching you watching you grow this year. Yeah, thank you, Kate. It's um, the feeling is mutual, and again, I got that same sense when we first spoke. Um, I knew we were just going to gel, and I can see why a lot of women will reach out to you because of your not only your caring nature, but you're so knowledgeable. And Kate, you always have the answers, which blows my mind. You know, I bring to you with any issues or problems I have, from small things to large things, and you always have the answer. And yeah, just always so supportive, and um, I am truly, truly appreciative of you and I know initially I had signed up for I think it was the six sessions or five sessions and I'm still here and I keep telling you um you're not going to get rid of me so I I think it's just yeah and I think it's just so important for anyone in business to have a mentor um, a permanent mentor if you can put yourself in that position um it is it is vital yeah so thank you for everything no, my absolute pleasure, Paula, and I'm really excited that we're catching up in a couple of days so I can see yes. where you're at and we can start working on these yeah. next steps. Yeah, that no, um, sounds great. But I know that the girls have just gone back to school today and you've got a lot of designing yeah. and wonderful clients to um, start designing for today. So we'll let you Definitely. go. But thank you thank so you. much from the bottom of my heart for being here today. I'm very grateful for you and I look forward yes, to speaking likewise. with you soon. Perfect. Thank you so much, Kate. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to hear your biggest takeaways from today's episode. Please DM me on Instagram at Life and Business in Flow or leave a review. If you could go one step further and subscribe or share today's podcast on your socials, I'd be very grateful. Until next time, take care and thank you.